1: This is the SI Fantasy Podcast. Head to si.com slash fantasy for all the latest news, advice, and more to help you win your league. Look at his athletic ability, his explosiveness. He's very good in the red zone. He's able to get you those touchdowns. I mean, this guy had five touchdowns and 30 receptions. That's pretty much unheard of. Don't forget to subscribe to SI Fantasy Plus for even more
0: content you won't find anywhere else. Every single running back in his first year as the featured back under Andy Reid, dating back to 1999, has been the RB10 or better. How can we go wrong here with the Glide, guys? Here are your hosts, Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano.
1: Yo, what's up? Welcome inside the SI Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DraftKings. Corey Parson and Michael Fabiano coming to you on Christmas Eve. Even though it's Christmas Eve, Mike, we can't leave the people stranded right before Championship Week.
0: No, man, of course not, dude. I mean, it's the holiday season. It's the season of giving, which means we want to give people a fantasy championship out there. So uh, we'll be breaking down all the games. And remember, folks, you got a game on Christmas Day. You got Saints Vikings. Then you got a trio
1: on Saturday before Sunday. So make sure you get those lineups in. Yeah, no doubt about it. So let's just start right there on the NFL on Christmas Day. So we have the the Minnesota Vikings and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints come to this game, six and a half points favorites. I think we know who the particulars are in this one, and and Drew Brees is the starting quarterback.
0: Right, and so Brees, I don't have him ranked among my top ten quarterbacks for the week, but I do feel like this could be a high-scoring game. Minnesota's defense, uh, not great against quarterbacks or wide receivers. Uh, So I like Emmanuel Sanders in this one. I think he is a viable wide receiver to flex. I mean, Minnesota has been giving it up to wide receivers all season long. When you look at the numbers, uh, 21 touchdowns allowed, the sixth most points. I think Jared Cook's probably maybe a, a low tight end one, uh, not not an inspiring tight end one, but he's in the mix as well. Uh, Will Lutz, because I'm with talking kickers, because kickers give you points, uh, it's is got a good matchup. The Saints defense is in play as well. And, of course, you're starting Alvin Kamara. Now, on the flip side, I think this is basically a chalk game, right? I mean, you're starting Cook, you're starting Jefferson, you're starting Thielen. And outside of that, Corey, I don't know if there's anybody else outside of maybe Kirk Cousins in the 2QB League.
1: Yeah, Cousins in the 2QB League, I can see. But definitely Thielen, Jefferson has been amazing. You know, Mike, it's so interesting. Everybody says that the Rookie of the Year is a quarterback award. But, you know, only two quarterbacks have won the award in the last seven years. That's amazing, right? Well, I mean, typically, think about it, though, too, Corey.
0: We have seen uh, a trend of rookie quarterbacks coming in and making an immediate impact. But that was not the case for a long, long time in the National Football League. If you look back at the numbers, fantasy or otherwise, unless a quarterback could run with the football, in his first season, he typically was a QB2 at best, right? I mean, there were some outliers, but... It's amazing to see how these rookie quarterbacks are coming into the league and smashing just right away. So, Justin Herbert, we've had some great rookie performances this year. Justin Herbert's been fantastic. Of course, Justin Jefferson's been fantastic. James Robinson's been great. I mean, I I could go on and on and on. There's a whole bunch of them.
1: Now, can you name the two quarterbacks?
0: The two rookie quarterbacks who run Rookie of the Year In the last, what did you say? Seven years?
1: In the last seven years. Hmm. Did Dak win it? Dak Prescott is one. That is correct.
0: Dak is one. And then the other one. So I'm thinking like, again, last seven years. It's not, it's not Mahomes. He didn't play. It's not Lamar. He didn't play. Uh, Russell's been in the league longer than seven years, right?
1: Yeah, he's been in the league longer than seven years. Right,
0: and so is Cam. Cam came in, Cam came in in what?
1: Yeah, Cam. Cam won the Rookie of the Year. So I it think, was Cam. Yes, Cam won the Rookie of the Year. Robert Griffin won the Rookie of the Year. Right, right. So, am I missing one? Kyler Murray.
0: Oh, geez. And that was like just last season. Yeah, This is a little bit earlier this year, Mike. <laughs> Bananas, man. Bananas. Yeah, like I'm thinking I'm thinking like sort of, you know, years ago rather than just recently. But yeah, yeah. Kyler's, been know, better. Kyler's been he, better this year, too.
1: You know what's interesting? You mentioned something very interesting about rookie quarterbacks coming in nowadays mm-hmm. and seeing instant success. And it reminds me of a story. I can't think of his name, but I'm sure you can because you worked with him. Who's the black dude that was the running back for the Seahawks that work on NFL Network. Michael Robinson? Yes, Michael Robinson. Okay. Michael Robinson told a story about when he went to the senior bowl, Mm. he went as a quarterback. And they was like, no, 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 no. You're not going to play quarterback. In today's NFL, they would have left him as a quarterback. I know, right? Yeah, dude, he he
0: played uh, at Penn State. Yep. And it's the wave of the future, man. I mean, it's great to see pocket passers, you know, like like a guy like Herbert, but he can give you a few with his feet as well. It's fun watching these guys: Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Dak. It's it's so much fun watching Lamar. Yeah, and, and and this is this is kind of like the way that it's trending, right? For years and years and years, it was, you know, Dan Marino. You know, you can't move out of the pocket. Brett Favre. You know, he could get out of the pocket somewhat. Now, these young quarterbacks. I mean. They're all molded into the, like, Randall Cunningham skill set, and I love it because
1: even as a Cowboys fan growing up, I loved watching Randall Cunningham. He was great. He was amazing, and those were some lean years for the Cowboys, and the Eagles were playing well. One thing I will say, obviously you've seen the coaches adapt and, and willing to, instead of stick the quarterback into their system, they'll adapt into the quarterback system. That's why you see a lot of rumors floating around that Dabo Sweeney We'll take a job wherever Trevor Lawrence goes to kind of mold Trevor Lawrence. But if I'm Dabbo Sweeney, why in the hell would I come to the NFL when I'm All making right. ten gazillion dollars and playing <laughs> for the national championship every year? Why would yeah. I go coach the Jacksonville Jaguars? That's true. No, that's true. <laughs> so the next game, when we get to Saturday, we got a triple header on Saturday: Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Oh man. You know, I was doing the bull market fantasy show And yeah. the, the Chris Godwin Is not mentioned enough with bust of the year
0: Yeah, no, he hadn't been great He's been injured And the numbers haven't nearly been as good as they were uh, Last season I think the biggest story in this game Is that the Lions don't have any coaches <laughs> Daryl mm-hmm. Bell is not being Allowed to play because uh, He was deemed a, a high risk close contact uh, Of someone who tested positive For COVID So now, uh Wide receivers coach Robert Prince and quarterbacks coach Sean Ryan are going to be basically at the helm. So this is a smash spot for every Buccaneer. Maybe not Gronkowski, because the Lions have actually been under the radar kind of good against tight ends, and he hasn't been getting a lot of targets in the red zone lately. But Brady, Leonard Fournette, assuming Ronald Jones doesn't go, all three of the wide receivers, including Chris Godwin, all in the mix this week in Fantasy Leagues. Now, on the Detroit side, I think it's Stafford in two QB leagues. Swift is an RB2. Marvin Jones, who's been really good. You want to talk about underrated. He's been very good. I still don't get why the heck the Lions didn't put Kenny Galladay on injured reserve. And then TJ Hawkinson, of course.
1: I wish they had put him on injured reserve because it would have opened up a bench spot on my Kings Classic team. That I yeah. could have stuck a while, chase Claypool or something like that in, but when you're playing the numbers, obviously you want Galladay. But the, the Galladay thing does sound like you know Galladay is like I'm not coming back to Detroit until they figure the out. James
0: classic though; those rosters are so deep, and it's all sharks. You can't sure. cut them. I mean, maybe yep. now you could, right? But I mean, you can't cut them. Somebody else is going to grab them up, and then what happens if he is suddenly back in week 16 and your opponent's got him? Like that would drive me yeah, nuts. Would, oh but my we, God. we are getting to a point here. And if you have Galladay, at this point, it's probably worth it to just cut him. Unless you're, yeah. you know, one of those types that wants to get all your guys a ring, even Galladay, <laughs> <laughs> then you keep him on
1: injured reserve, I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it, It's fantasy owners do some wild things. And know, that's I'm definitely one of them. One of them. one of them, yeah. Yeah, no doubt about it. Or like I, Sometimes I'll draft dudes just because I want them in my locker room. And they're like, you don't have a locker room. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> San Francisco 49ers, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray and the crew going up against a 49er team that had a down season. But, you know, we've seen some flashes, but it's got to be hard to trust a 49er this week.
0: Well, I like Jeff Wilson, though, and I like Brandon Ayuk. I know C.J. Beathard is going to be be the quarterback, but I don't think it matters. I I mean, Nick Mullins was a third-string quarterback, folks. It's not like this guy was any great shakes. So, Ayuk, I still have my top 12 wide receivers. There's an outside chance George Kittle comes back. I don't know if it's going to happen. I would guess no. Uh, So keep tabs on that. But Jeff Wilson Jr. is an RB2 this week. At worst, a flex because Raheem Mostert's on injured reserve. And Wilson is basically Raheem Mostert, except for he's a little bit healthier, right? I mean, other than that, you're not trusting any Niners. Now, on the flip side, Murray has owned the Niners. Even last year when the Niners were a Super Bowl team and their defense was wicked good, Kyler beat them for 20-plus both times last year. And he just has a thing. He, he just plays well against San Francisco. So Kyler's obviously a top five play this week. Nuke is obvious. Kenyon Drake. I mean, this is typically Drake's season. Yeah. Last week, we hated Drake. I'd still, I, I guess he's a flex starter in most leagues. He is he a, he's an uninspiring flex starter this week.
1: Yeah. Uninspiring is the key words right there. Uh, Miami Dolphins, Las Vegas Raiders out there in Las Vegas. So you got a big time. AFC game as far as playoff seeding goes, even mm-hmm. though the Raiders, I think, don't have a shot no more. I think it's going to come down to Baltimore and the Miami Dolphins, and Baltimore could miss the playoffs at eleven and five.
0: Imagine that. Imagine and, and what's going on with the Steelers? We'll get to that. But this game has actually got a lot of fantasy goodness, right? So mm-hmm. it looks like Derek Carr's coming back, which that seemed strange. I, I didn't think it was going to happen. Like he, he looked like he was hurt pretty bad, and and suddenly I guess he watched Marcus Mariota. Light it up, and he's like, Boy, I better get out there and play this week, uh, or I'm gonna lose my job. So, uh, Carr is two QB league at best. Josh Jacobs is, uh, obviously uh, an RB1-2. Uh, Nelson Aguilar is still a flex starter. Waller's obvious. So, uh, that's your, that's your Raiders from a fantasy perspective. In terms of the Dolphins, I like two and two QB leagues. The Raiders have been really bad against quarterbacks in Las Vegas, really bad. So, I like Tua. Uh, it looks like Miles Gaskin going to be the guy in that backfield. Raiders are bad against running back, so I'd start Gaskin. Unfortunately, if you grab Salvan Ahmed, he was great last week. I don't know that he's going to get much of a chance. Uh, assuming again that Gaskin is the guy, and outside of that, if Gasicki's a go, he's a low tight end one. Even if Devonte Parker's back, I'm not sure if I could trust him in the fantasy championship. Honestly.
1: Yeah, I would agree with you on that. Devontae Parker's a tough guy to have to roster this week. You know, like, you know, even in that wide receiver three flex range, it would be very difficult to, to, to trust uh Devontae Parker. Now, when we get into Sunday, the first game on the slate, the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. versus the New York Jets. And I'm telling you, Mike, you got to have stones to throw Baker Mayfield out there with all the marbles on the line. And I know it's against the Jets. And I know he's been excellent. Yeah, well. I've got Baker right on the outside of my top 12 quarterbacks, but he's going to be a starter
0: this week. Like don't the the Jets forget about Jared Goff. He just, he's a bad quarterback. All right. Baker is on fire right now. He's had 20 plus in three of his last four games. He's not turning the ball over. The Jets have allowed 30 touchdown passes and the third most points to quarterbacks and the Browns have something to play for folks playoffs. So if for example, you have been streaming quarterbacks all season long. And what's crazy is that like, there, there have been, and not just quarterbacks, a couple of wide receivers, a couple of running backs, a couple of tight ends who are on the waiver wire as recently as last week who are going to be starters this week in fantasy leagues, which is bananas. But it's absolutely true. And Mayfield has been on the waiver wire a lot of the season. But I think I think, they're, I think you, you can do worse. I, I'm not saying that he's, that he's going to be Lamar Jackson, but I think you could do worse. Now, there's a lot of Browns to like in this game. Besides the obvious, I like Austin Hooper this week. He had 15-plus last week against the Giants in New York. Now he's back in New York. He's got the Jets. They've given up the most points to tight ends. I like Rashard Higgins in DFS this week. He's, He's reasonably priced, and he's also a flex in redrafts. And then the Browns' defense. I like them, too, even though the Rams were awful last week against the Jets. That was last week. I think the Browns' defense is a very good play. And on the Jets' side, Corey, crickets? Yeah. Nothing. I don't, <laughs> care. I don't care what Frank Gore did last week. I ain't playing him. I guess the only guy that maybe you can make an argument for is Jamison Crowder. That's it. That's,
1: That's it. it. Other than that, uh, no New York Jets should be in your lineup at this time of year. You could find yourself in a situation like the New York Jets. Atlanta Falcons, Kansas City Chiefs. This one has a nice big total of 54 Chiefs and Falcons in KC. This sounds like everybody's a go.
0: Is Matt Ryan, though, a go for you? Like, oh, so God. It's that, tough, bro. If Julio doesn't play, then I don't think he's more than a QB2. Now, last week he had a good game. He had, what, almost 28 points. And I was shocked because it was the first good game he's had in over a month. But he has put up fewer than 18 points in four of six games on the road. And I know this could be a high-scoring game. I get it. The total's high. But do I trust Matt Ryan in my fantasy championship as my QB1? I'd play Baker Mayfield over him. I'd play Tua over him. I'd play Trubisky over him. I'm not, I'm not trusting Matt Ryan. But, yeah, the the Atlanta backfield, Gurley's done. He's cooked. He, he's not even rosterable at this point. If you're desperate for a flex starter, and I mean desperate, Edo Smith is probably in the mix. Uh, you're starting Calvin. Hayden Hurst is, is probably a, a, a low tight end one, high ta- tight end two at best this week, assuming Julio doesn't go. And on the Chiefs' side, it's mostly chalk, but you're going to get Le'Veon as an RB2 because the guy. Yeah. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be out. So Atlanta's defense has actually been pretty tough against running backs this year, but it's volume, man. And, and, and Lev Bell's going to have an opportunity to go out there and prove that he ain't washed. And he had a decent game last week against the
1: Saints, and that was a tough matchup. Chicago Bears, Jacksonville Jaguars. And it's just like, uh, who would have ever thought? It finally no. happened. It no. finally happened. And next week, this time, we could be talking about how David Montgomery took you to a fantasy football championship. We are, No doubt about it. it. What's crazy is that the schedule
0: has, listen, listen to his, the schedule that he's had, okay? After the bye, Green Bay, Detroit, Houston, Vikings, and now he's got the Jaguars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't get a better schedule for a running back, right? So he's a must start. Allen Robinson is in a revenge game, and you know he wants to just absolutely crush Jacksonville. And, and he's a must start regardless. Trubisky's a, a QB2 this week, right? The Jaguars have given up 16 touchdown passes and the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. Uh, their defense has allowed 19 plus fantasy points to quarterbacks nine different times this year. So Trubisky's in the mix. The Bears' defense is in the mix. Cairo Santos is a sleeper kicker, if there uh, actually is such a thing. And on the flip side, is there any Jaguar you can start this week? James Robinson may or may not be active. And if he is, I wonder if he's going to be limited in this game.
1: That's going to be a tough one to have to figure out on Sunday morning, the situation with James Robinson. That is very interesting. I don't know if you could turn your back from him now, especially considering the fact that the Bears defense hasn't been as stout, but um, you know, he's one of the guys that got you there. So, you know, you put that theory to the test, go with the guys that got you there. But if he, if he's uh, struggling with injuries, it definitely makes that difficult. That's a tough choice right there. Uh, New York Giants, Baltimore Ravens, Lamar Jackson is running running around crazy. Wayne Gallman has calmed down some. What do you think about this game? Well, uh,
0: this to me is is a pretty much a chalk game. Uh, Lamar looks like Lamar, thank goodness gracious, right in time for the holiday season uh, and right in time for the fantasy playoffs. Uh, Mark Andrews is back after some inconsistent play earlier on in the season. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is in my lineup this week without question. Mark Ingram was a healthy scratch last week, and that's a good thing for the rookie. Uh, he was my stash and cash in the preseason, which uh, didn't exist. And I get, I, I, Hollywood Brown's been better lately. Here's here's my issue with Hollywood Brown. Um, James Bradbury's back this week. He was on the COVID list for the Giants. And he can play. Better. And the Giants have only given up six touchdowns to receivers lined out wide all season long. And only two wide receivers lined out wide have had 15 or more points against them. So, Hollywood's a bit of a fade for me. On the Giants' side, I don't think I can start anybody, honestly. Gallman was great earlier on. Last week, they went back to a committee with Alfred Morris and Deion Lewis in the mix. The Ravens' defense, I mean, I'm not saying it's impenetrable against running backs because it got crushed by the Browns a couple of weeks ago. But I feel like game script is an issue here. Evan Ingram might be the best play, and he's been really unreliable over the last few weeks. So not too many Giants that I would start with confidence, if any, this weekend.
1: You know, I I was listening to some New York radio this week, and Giants fans are flabbergasted that Evan Ingram actually made the Pro Bowl. And, you know, just talking to Giants fans, you really see how much fantasy football has, has taken over. When somebody says, "Well, who in the NFC should have made it?" Everybody says Bobby Tanyon. and I'm like, "Those are fantasy guys right there." Yeah, no doubt. Because no nobody doubt. else would know about Bobby Tanyon unless a fan, except for a fantasy player.
0: That's right, and that's why fantasy is so great for the NFL.
1: It really, it really is big time business, and that's what I was trying to explain to Josh Jacobs. But you know that well, that we're past that situation now. Indianapolis Colts, Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh has looked bad in these three straight losses. Ben Roethlisberger looks cooked. The Colts are starting to play good ball. This is going to be an interesting one, interesting one right here.
0: I still had to wake up Tuesday morning and check my phone and confirm that the Bengals won that game. I have this crazy, crazy dude. Like, I mean, you go 11 and zero, and now you lose three straight, including the game to the Bengals who have two wins. I mean, geez, Louise. So here's the, here's the breakdown. We'll, We'll start with the Colts. Rivers is a two QB option at best. That's it. All right. Uh, Pittsburgh's tough on quarterbacks, especially at the big catch up bottle. Uh, I still play Jonathan Taylor. I, I, I don't have him ranked in my top five this week, but I still think he is a borderline RB1. Look at what Geo did last week. And, you know, Melvin Gordon has beaten the Steelers this year, and Miles Sanders has beaten the Steelers this year. So I don't love Naheem Hines, but I think Jonathan Taylor is, is still very startable this week. In terms of the pass catchers, I, I'm not feeling TY this week. I'd probably fade him, and I'd fade everybody else in Indianapolis outside of maybe. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship. On the Steelers' side, I don't think he can play Big Ben right now. No. I, I just don't. And typically, he's good at home. I don't know what's going on with him. I do it's I do tough. know, and I said this last week, he's got a really bad trend of being very unreliable in Cincinnati, which is very strange. But against the Colts, he's a, he's a QB2 at best. I'm not starting any of their backs. I don't care if it's James Conner or if it's Benny Snell. I'm not playing him. But Deontay Johnson continues to get peppered with targets, and he's a guy I'm playing. And I got to be honest with you, he might be the only Steeler that I have any confidence in, which is crazy. Yeah, isn't that crazy? That?
1: That you're talking Steeler offense right, in Week 16, right. you're like, I'm, I'm
0: fading him. Juju didn't do anything last week. That I I saw on Twitter, there were people who only needed a handful of points and had multiple Steelers last week and lost because they had Big Ben or they had. Deontay or they had Eric Ebron, right? I mean, just a just a, a catastrophe from a fantasy perspective. But honestly, I'm not starting the defense against the Colts, right? I'm not starting Chris Boswell. Like, I'm going deeper. Eric Ebron's hurt. Deontay's the only guy. Like, I, Juju's going to be in a lot of lineups. I'm not playing Chase Claypool. Right? Chase Claypool has disappeared. Yep. I mean, he's put up fewer than 12 fantasy points in four straight games. Three of those games, he had fewer than eight. The Colts are giving up just seven touchdowns and the sixth-fewest points to outside receivers. So I'm not playing, Claypool. It's a, it, it's amazing how quickly things can change.
1: That's fantasy football for you, dig? That's sports. <laughs> is, That's man. sports, Susan. That's sports. Um, Cincinnati Bengals, Houston Texans, Deshaun mm-hmm. Watson and the crew, um, I guess the Bengals got their win. They're good to go now. And Deshaun <laughs> Watson is, 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 is uh, Deshaun Watson could be hoisting a trophy. For your fantasy football team.
0: Yeah. Let me ask you this because I'm in a league where I've got David Johnson. And David Johnson didn't do anything on ground last week. It was all through the air. I mean, he had a huge game target wise. How do you feel about him this week? Cincinnati has been sneaky tough against running backs. Like you look at, you think of the Bengals and you think, oh, they stink. Their defense actually has not been that bad this year. It's not been that bad at all. It's not like the Lions. Right or Atlanta gets wider. It's not been that bad. Give me your thoughts on David Johnson this week.
1: I think it's it's, it's interesting call, but the was what he's able to do in the passing game with limited options in that space. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And a little bit he can give you on the ground. I'd say he's in the RB two flex range. Difficult start. You got to cross your fingers and tip your expectations. But you get three or four catches and you get a touchdown and you're good to go.
0: Yeah. No. Uh, right. I'm in on there too. Uh, I, I think David Johnson's probably a, a mid RB two. This week, Now, for the rest of the team, Brandon Cook's probably a wide receiver three at best this week. Uh, Could see a bit of William Jackson. Kiki's probably in that same category. And uh, I think Watson's in a a great spot. I think he's going to put up a a very nice line. Now, on the Bengals' side, do you trust Gio this week? Gio's coming off a big game against the Steelers. But in the previous month, he'd done nothing. I mean, nothing. Hell, the game before, he was losing carries to P. Ryan and Trevion Williams. So I think Geo's a risk-reward flex at best this week. And I don't know if I can trust any Bengals wide receivers. Tyler Boyd was concussed last week. I don't know if he's going to play. So if I had to play any Bengals wide receiver, it likely would be T. Higgins, but I wouldn't have a whole lot of confidence.
1: Yeah, and T. Higgins had a good season this year. And when Joe Burrow was out there, he was very relevant for fantasy purposes. He was balling, but dude. Yeah, he was balling. And it'll be good to get both of those guys back out there uh, next season for the Cincinnati Bengals. They try to turn that thing around. Um where am I at? I am at Denver Broncos, Los Angeles Chargers. <laughs> I don't like this. You know, what? What don't you like? <laughs> None, <laughs> None of what it. it? None <laughs> of I, I, this can we flex this to Monday afternoon?
0: <laughs> I, listen, I, I think there's. I mean, outside of the obvious, I mean, I, I've got I've got Justin Herbert in the top ten. Okay, I've got Hunter Henry in the top ten. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he did miss Wednesday's practice though, so keep tabs on his status. And um, Eckler, Eckler's obvious, right? Here's here's where it gets interesting for me. Keenan Allen hadn't been practicing. If he doesn't play, Tyron Johnson all of a sudden is in that flex conversation. I mean, I've got him in the Kings Classic, and if Keenan Allen's not playing, I'm flexing him. I'm playing yeah.
1: him.
0: So that's an interesting. Uh, scenario: The Chargers' defense is also uh, a streamable option this week. Now, on the Broncos' side, you got the Melvin Gordon revenge game. Of course, Noah Fant had mm. a good game last week, and I kind of like him this week. I, no, I really do. the The Chargers have not been good against tight ends this year. I think Noah Fant is a is certainly a tight end one. I mean, outside of that, can you start any Chargers or uh, Broncos wide receivers right now? No, I don't think no. so. I don't mm-hmm. think so. So that, that's probably the limitation of, of Broncos I'd have any confidence in. Gordon it's amazing how John Elway can't be a quarterback. I know. But you know what, though? As Cowboys fans, and you know what? I, I thought about this. It's kind of funny. So John Elway was really close to being a Dallas Cowboy. The Cowboys had an offer on the table to trade Denver. I believe it was the first-round pick in Danny White. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Excuse me, Baltimore. Baltimore had the rights. And – Baltimore ended up taking taking Denver's offer. Now, John Elway has been, of course, the guy who's you know pulling the strings for the Broncos uh, uh, at the top here for the last several seasons. What did they do that helped the Cowboys about three or four years ago? What did they do? They traded up to get Paxton Lynch. And Jerry Jones was reportedly looking to do the same thing. The Broncos moved ahead of us. And took him and we got back
1: in the fourth yep. round. So, so we <laughs> dropped
0: down to get back.
1: Thank God so, that happened because exactly. Paxton Lynch was and then you know and and you know, Jerry was fascinated with Johnny Manziel as well. I know. So we go at the, that to they had to take him out the room.
0: Right. Steven
1: said no. I mean, what do you and I believe we got Zach Martin that year, right? Was that the year yeah. that we drafted Zach Martin? Yeah, and Zach Martin would have been, you know, if you know, health wise, Zach Martin was was on the way to being one of the best offensive linemen ever. I know it just can't, can't stay healthy lately. So
0: uh, there's, there's your little bit of a history lesson here um, with, with John Elway and the Broncos as it pertains. I'll never forget that. Cause I love Danny white growing up. He's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time. Part of the reason why I'm a Cowboys fan. And as much as I would have broke my heart to see him go boy, if the Cowboys had been able to pull off that trade and get John Elway, think about it. I mean, we, we might not have gotten Troy Aikman.
1: Yeah, I would at him at that point. And then that might have just I know it would have had triplets. It would have been crazy. Uh, it would, like you said, it would have changed the course of history. But uh, I'm a I'm big Danny White guy, too. What about – what about? Uh, are you a Gary Hogaboom guy? No, Gary
0: Hogeboom was terrible, man. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. <laughs> but you, so you remember, right? There is a – lot like the Cowboys have had great quarterbacks. You've got Roger Staubach. I don't know if Danny White was great. He was very good. Troy Aikman, of course. Uh, they, they've had some greats. Dak is getting there. There was a stretch the Cowboys had some trash quarterbacks.
1: Gary Are you Hulman, talking about the um, Steve the uh, the Aaron, the, Jeff, the Jeff Blake era? The the dude. Quincy Carter dude, Quincy Who's Carter, Jackson? Chad Hutchinson, Chad yes. Henson.
0: We had Ryan Leaf. Like it was bad, dude. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know exactly what I'm
1: talking about. Drew Bledsoe was decent. He gets hurt, and then we get to Tony Romo era. A lot of people say that. Tony Romo and Danny White are the same. I'm saying, don't do that, to Tony Romo.
0: Romo is much better. Romo is much better it's good than, than, than now, Danny now. White. But Danny White got the three NFC Championship games, lost them all, and and Tony Romo never got, never got there. So.
1: Well, Dez caught it. I'll start with that one. Patrick Creighton runs the wrong route. It's it's I
0: know. no no dude I get
1: it man I get it. Dez uh, so, caught it. Yeah, Dez caught it. Yep, everything that. You know, it's a lot of things that did not go. The broken finger against Philadelphia on the first play Mm -hmm. of the game. They're trying to win that game. The interception in Washington. That was a good team that could have. Mike, um, let's not talk about it. Carolina Panthers are the Washington (laughs) football team in DC. Dwayne Haskins is 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 supposed to be. Boy, I tell you, the football team. It never stops. How dumb! I would have cut him, dude. I mean, I'm surprised. Well, but look at who the owner
0: is. (laughs) I will will say this, though. I will say this, though. Okay. Not not to defend Daniel Snyder in any way, because obviously he's not a good dude. This crap happens all over sports. All over sports. Not just football. It happens all over sports. We've seen the Houston Rockets going through it right now. Goodness gracious me. It happens all over sports, folks. It is what it is. It's unfortunate. Alex Smith, though... I saw a report from Ian Rappaport, my pal at NFL Network, that Alex Smith got in some work on Wednesday, so maybe he does come back this week. I'm not sure. I will say this. Antonio Gibson, if he comes back and he was limited in practice on Wednesday, top 15 back against K. Fire him up. Fire him up, okay? Terry McLaurin is, is a wide receiver too. Logan Thomas, I have him in my top four this week. Logan He's Thomas been, is making plays every week I whiffed on Thomas last week Because I didn't like the matchup And I didn't love that You know, Haskin was playing He's been on fire And he was on the waiver wire Like three days ago in a lot of leagues That's about it for the uh, for the football team Unless you want to roll with their defense Now on the Carolina side McCaffrey's doubtful He's not going to play Are there any Panthers you're starting with confidence this week Corey?
1: You can't, start, one. Teddy. You can't one. start Teddy two gloves Nope you gonna go back to DJ Moore? DJ Moore is the is the best option
0: out of a trio of wide receivers that I wouldn't have a lot of confidence in because Washington's defense is no joke, folks. What did Seattle do against them last week? Nothing. DK, yep. nothing. Tyler, nothing. Russell, nothing. Their defense is good, especially at home. They're, they're, they're a little, little less formidable on the road. At home, they're nasty good. So If I've got Robbie Anderson and Emmanuel Sanders, I'm playing Emmanuel Sanders this week. If I've got Emmanuel Sanders and DJ Moore, I'm playing Emmanuel Sanders this week. I'm telling you guys, that's a tough matchup, man. That is a very tough matchup. And it's a revenge game for Ron Rivera. Ah, that's right.
1: Ron Rivera. So there you You go right there. you
0: You don't think Rivera wants a piece? I mean, I get it. He's probably very grateful. Rivera's a great guy. God bless him, you know, dealing with the cancer. You don't think he
1: wants to beat that team? Of course he does. Yeah, no doubt. I think he would like to get a shot at us from a ball club. He gets to do it with the football team. Philadelphia Eagles and Dallas Cowboys in big D. This is going, this is going to be interesting now. Where do you have Jalen Hurts at?
0: I have him in my top seven. So mm-hmm. I will tell you, I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. He is he is a he's not a must-start, but he's a damn good one. And I get it. He's a rookie who's had two starts in his career. This is a great matchup. The Cowboys defense is bad against quarterbacks. It really is. And I would say if I had Hertz and, for example, Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's on the bench, dude. Russell Wilson is absolutely on the bench this week. And I wouldn't think twice about it. I have got Lamar, Kyler, Mahomes, Deshaun Watson, and Josh Allen ranked over Jalen Hurts. And that's it. And I think there's folks out there, Corey, that would argue that
1: Hurts is a better play than Josh Allen interesting before, before we get out of here I want to um before we get I just got a crazy text message before we get out of here I want to run through those 12 quarterbacks so people can get a sense of how you like the quarterbacks this week if they didn't get a chance to check it out in the article on the Dallas Cowboys of the ball what's the story with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard
0: right so from what I've heard and I was texting with my guy Michael Gelkin uh, who covers the Cowboys and he said that it looks like Zeke's coming back which sucks but Here's the, I can't, if Zeke is active, I'm not playing Pollard. I, I don't know why, the, I don't know why they would make, make Zeke active if, you know, he was so they a in the
1: division.
0: Now here's, now here's the thing. Here's the one, maybe saving grace. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see, you know, what, what kind of resolve Zeke has. Last week, Tony Pollard looked great. And everyone who knows football in Dallas or otherwise is questioning Ezekiel Elliott right now and how good he is because Pollard played behind the same offensive line. He played with the same quarterback that Zeke has been failing with for over a month. Okay. If Zeke's got any, any ego and any confidence in himself, and I'm sure he does, he's going to want to come out there and smash the Eagles and put it to bed and say, you guys think Tony Pollard is better than me? Watch this. All right? He said he's felt better now than he has in three weeks. If Zeke is active, I'm starting him as an RB2 flex. Is the confidence level high? No. But that could be the saving grace. Everyone's talking about how great Tony Pollard is and how Zeke is not worth the contract. Well, he's probably still not worth the contract. But maybe that'll come out and be motivation
1: for him, Corey. We'll see.
0: Uh, For the rest of that game, though—
1: on what they're going to do in the future. You paid running backs for what they've done already, which know, is the crazy thing about paying running backs.
0: Yeah. Uh, one thing to keep in mind in this game, okay? Hurts, uh, Sanders, both very startable. The Cowboys are bad against running backs, so Miles Sanders is in a really good spot. I, I could play Dallas Goddard. I think Greg Ward and or Jalen Rieger are more DFS options because they're going to be reasonably priced. On the Cowboys side, I won't start Amari Cooper if Darius Slay is active. Slay owns him. Earlier this year, you remember that matchup, Cooper didn't do anything. cooper mm-hmm. Cooper's got an issue with Darius Slay. It even it, it, even back to his time in Detroit. Darius Slay has really done well against Amari Cooper. So, if Cooper is active, uh, excuse me, if Slay is active, uh, Cooper's more of a flex or a three for me. If Cooper gets to uh avoid Slay this week, he's a he's a wide receiver too. Wide receiver too. That's uh no no doubt about it. Keep, that's
1: big. Keep tabs on the status of Darius Slay this weekend, folks. Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. Big, big time NFC West battle. What you got? Let's start with the Rams. Daryl Henderson's going to be the starter. I
0: think he's a flex. Uh, Seattle's, they're not great against running backs, folks. And I I think Henderson will see the lion's share, although you're going to see Malcolm Brown involved as well. Uh, Unfortunately, you lose Cam Akers this week. Robert Woods is a must start. I know Cooper cup is coming off a stinker and his quarterback is the Grinch, but no team in the national football league has given up more catches, yards, or fantasy points to slot receivers. So I think Cooper cup is a wide receiver too. I don't care that it's a good matchup for Jared Goff. I don't care. He has had two games where he should have smashed Seattle and the jets failed to score 16 points in both. I'm not touching him with a 39 and a half foot pole and neither should you, unless you're in a two QB league on the Seattle side. Brother Russell Wilson historically yep. has struggled against the Rams. He had he's had two big games against them in the last like couple of years, but his last two games he's been bad. That's why I said if I got Jalen Hurts, I'm playing him. If I got Justin Herbert, I'm playing him, and I'm sitting Russell. So beware. DK didn't do anything against this team earlier in the season. Jalen put the handcuffs on him. Doesn't mean I'm sitting DK. No, he's probably more of a wide receiver too. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I'm not playing. And I said you to sit it last week. Lockett, last time he played the Rams, uh, he had a very minimal stat line. I believe he had, like, 11 points. Uh, He he has given you 12.3 fantasy points or more once in his last eight games. Uh, Five catches, 66 yards in his last game against the Rams. I mean, and and I have a blind spot Mm -hmm. for Chris Carson because I love the dude. And I'm probably playing him. Matchup's not good, man. This is a bad week. And, And you tell me this, Corey. If Sean McVay is any kind of coach, he had to light a fire under that team's ass this week because they got embarrassed by the Jets at home. If Sean McVay is any kind of coach, any kind of coach, the Rams are going to come out there and play their best game this week. And I mean, this is a huge game in the NFC West. If Sean McVay is any kind of coach, the Rams are going to come out and light it up.